All right, and welcome to an episode of Movies on the Rocks. It is the Christmas episode. We didn't announce it the last time because it's been a while since I actually did an episode. So we're going to do today a Christmas episode, just like we did the last time with uh, a National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. But now it's the first time with Eric. We're popping Eric's cherry in regards to the Are we? Christmas Are we episode. Really? Yes, I think Eric's cherry has been popped. Mm, and uh, like and we're gonna be yeah, married, right? Like touched for the very first time. Yes, it's like it's like it's like the Madonna song. It's like yes. a virgin. Oh, God. Anyways, but we're doing the motion picture of Fat Man. But before we do that, I actually wanted to say a Merry Christmas to these two by sending these two dumb, stupid motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real Merry Christmas. 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 So the season. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. I hope you enjoy the gifts, man. I, oh, am I god. supposed to open it now? Is that yeah, open it now. Open it now. Oh god. Let's see, let's see. What the fuck is this? You son of a bitch, bro. You don't know how bad I wanted this. You son of a bitch. <laughs> This is such I'm like a great fucking gift. Santa Claus, fucker. Dude, this is a great, fantastic gift, my dude. Oh man, dude. Can, Merry Christmas, bro. Thank you, bro. Now, now I feel like a serious piece of shit, though, because I I don't have I didn't. No, get you no, 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 no. This was me. This was me. No, man. no, no, no. I understand that's you. Now I'm gonna find you a fucking kick-ass gift, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna rock you socks Because you don't understand. Okay, so let me explain what this is. Sorry, guys. I'm going. I'm getting excited. You yeah, even that. told anybody what it is. I know. So this is a game called Cinephile. And I've seen this game on the internet and I just never bought it. And I've been talking about wanting to buy it and I never got it. And apparently this is a really intricate, like serious movie trivia game. It's like trivia cards. And I hope there's not an anime category. And there's shit in here that <laughs> Derek knows nothing about, which is probably not lost immediately like, if it doesn't. Like, all of a sudden, please name the stars of the Umbrellas of Cherbourg. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. Oh man, I'm excited to bust this open. I'm, it's too bad we have to record because I want to open this up right now. Well, open it up and it. just pick a card. Just, dude. You want to just do one? You want to do yeah, one? Just do okay. one. Just do one. Uh, right, but Derek, what'd Derek, Derek, what'd you get, man? I'm still figuring it out. I think it's a poster. Yes. I'm, I'm unrolling now. You mother. Dude, I saw this on TikTok. Dude. Dude, you're just coming correct right now, bro. <laughs> All right, so so to just to give people it? context, so last year I gave uh um I think I gave you a poster of top one hundred movies to see or whatever. I think yeah, that was yeah, yes. and it was kind of cool because the way that the poster it, they were peel off or scratch offs, and when you each, saw a movie, each VHS had a scratch oh, yes. off, That's and it right. would look like a like you like you put like, in a blank tape and like recorded it yourself. <laughs> I almost said DVR'd it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you you recorded the yeah. tape yourself yeah. and it was like your whole movie collection and this one is like the top an 100 an- anime bucket list i'm <laughs> curious to see how many of these i have not seen he's probably seen them all <laughs> i mean at immediate glance there's none on the first two rows that i haven't seen oh okay there are there are some yes there are some i have not seen some that i've intentionally avoided but apparently they're that good so maybe i should watch them there you go well merry christmas motherfuckers Man, I can't Dude. wait for you guys to get yours. My Eric's wonderful not getting gift. there until Friday. Dude, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful gift, Tomas. This is you're welcome, this is, dude. Thank you're you welcome. so much. That was very sweet you're, of you. You guys welcome. are the shit. Uh, <laughs> I 
I cannot wait to find something to knock your socks off. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to fucking find it. Okay. <laughs> okay. And now, now I really want you to wait to open yours for our next recording, Eric. I'm not going to do that. No. Okay. I'm not okay. going to wait that long. This is going to be like weeks from now. Yeah, we're, yeah you're right. Honestly, right. it would be like a month between now and then. Seriously, guys. Seriously. All right. So pick one, dude. Just pick a card. So it's it's interesting. It, it, it's kind of – it's this is – this is hard. There's like rules in different games. So it's not like really just like it's a question. So there's different games and the cards are all the same, but there's different games that you play with each card, which yeah. get really for real. So for instance, I was reading this one. This is the expert game. It's called the object of the game is to connect two actors through the films in which they jump straight to expert. You cocky motherfucker. <laughs> that's where I belong. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so it's the object of the game is to connect two actors through films in which they've appeared, players must connect the two actors in six movies or less. But the oh. lower the lower the number of degrees, the better. So, for example, Joaquin Phoenix and Winona Ryder. So you'd say Joaquin was in The Village with Sigourney Reaver, and Reaver was an alien with Winona Ryder. So that's difficult. But it's just actors' names on this. And there's other games with six degrees. That one's intense, dude. Yeah, that yeah. You want to pick pick one? I've pick never one, heard one someone apply the that. bacon Let's effect this way. I'll do that. Yeah. You want you want to try it? I'll try it? it. I'll try it. I'll try it. Because this is gonna, I'm just gonna pick two. Because you're supposed to pick two random cards. So let's try it. Let's try it's it. It's gonna be tough. Oh fuck. Oh, sorry. I mean, I can do one right now with a uh, fucking. No, uh, no, that's too. If you make it up yourself, that's too easy. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It's not gonna work. Hold on. <laughs> Let me pull just a random card. Oh God! Watch it be like super fucking hard. Watch it be it's like fucking be difficult. Jacques Godard or some Bridget Bardot. <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay, this actually it might not be hard. The first one for the the actor, and they separate them between actors and actresses. But let me just pick a different one. They do one and one. This is yep. great. This is great. This is great podcast audio. I know. I know. <laughs> it's like now. Christmas over here, dude. Yeah, we're opening <laughs> presents, folks. Yo, uh, yo. All right, let me try it. All right, hold on. Oh, you're, you're, on, mute. I, you're on mute. You're on mute, dude. You're on mute, bro. You're on mute. There we go. No, you're on mute. My bad. No, you're good. My bad. My bad. You're good. You're good. Are you you got so excited. He got All so right, excited. This is, this is wild. <laughs> okay. Because it's, it's, it's Harvey Keitel and okay. Marion Cotillard. Ooh, hold on. I can do this. I can do this. I don't know, dude. This one's tough. Shit. Shit. I'm the expert, man. I already got it. I already got it. I got it. What you got? I got it. All right. Um, All right. So Harvey (laughs) Keitel is connected to Robert De Niro. Okay. Okay. And Marion through through. Well, I mean, God, uh, let's just try fucking night moves or whatever the fucking you know with by Martin Scorsese. Uh, And Marion. Oh, is it? It's not called night moves, but I know what you're talking about. I, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. night something. It's, yeah, yeah night something. Yeah, it's it's yeah. one of it's one of Scorsese's like first movies. Yeah. Um, and then Marion Cotard, Cotillard is connected to shit. Was the guy the guy from um, fuck? He's in a morning show. He's the their their producer. Um, uh, the 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 older guy or yeah, or the guy. Who, the older guy. Well, that's part of the game. You're you're already failing because you need oh. to know the actor's name. <laughs> oh my god! I know oh my you're god! Talking, Bring you're on the expert level. The guy who plays like Chip, not Chip. The guy who plays Chip is uh Mark Duplass. We're talking about 
the big producer, correct? Yes. From, from the morning yes. show? Yes. Billy Crudup. Billy Crudup. Billy yeah. Crudup. Cotillard and Crudup were in um, Big Fish. Okay. And De Niro and Crudup were together in Sleepers. I should mention well that it doesn't really count if you had to look it up. You do have to look it up. <laughs> I know yeah. that. I know that. Unfortunately, I but just that's a, this is a like I can't wait to really that's dive legit. into it. That's a fun game, dude. Yeah, this is good stuff, and the other games are cool too. But we'll we'll. I don't want to spend all the time on my gift on my gift <laughs> This just podcast. became a six hour podcast. I know. <laughs> what a good gift, bro. Thank you're you. You're welcome, dude. You're welcome. Yes, thank so, you. I you're appreciate welcome, bro. my poster. Merry Christmas, man. guys. Thank you. Merry Christmas, guys. Yeah. All right, so back to the show. Um, we're going to go ahead and get started, but before we do that, um, let's go ahead and, uh, pause for disclaimer. While we'll be consuming alcohol throughout the show, should you choose to join in, we ask that you only do so where it's legal, safe, and in moderation. We also welcome your feedback and suggestions on our Instagram at movies, rock podcast. And should we say anything rude, non-inclusive or otherwise wrong? We apologize in advance. We are affirming of all, so with that being said, offense or ill will is never our intent. Now let's get back to the show. And now we're back from the disclaimer. Um, we are going to continue on. Um, so in regards to, first off, let's just, before we get into the movie, uh, let's talk about our drinks for tonight, guys. What is everyone drinking tonight for this episode? I, I don't know. I went real. I went real basic bitch tonight, guys. I'm not gonna lie. Tell me I, it's a Zima. I want someone to bring a Zima one no, time. It's a hard seltzer. <laughs> I'm drinking a. I'm drinking to, hard Topatico or Tifa, whatever they call it. The Topatico brand. Topatico. Yeah, hard, and it's called like Mango Madness or something like that. Mm. It's uh, pretty good. I like it. Yeah. Is that is that is, was that is that because you don't want to get drunk for Jesus? Yeah, it's his birthday. <laughs> it's his birthday. You don't get what drunk. What a way to put that. You get drunk. Yeah, you get drunk after church. There Having gone go. to church. Yeah. Okay. Oh god. <laughs> Derek, what are you drinking tonight, bro? You know, I've, you know, it's been coming. It's like become an ongoing joke. Like I've always got some kind of fucking beverage that I want to bring that's just awful. And I really wanted to have a better Christmas beverage, but I could not find anything. And so I had to resort to. Y'all are going to make fun of me. Yep. He's drink, <laughs> when he's, do we not? He's, he's drinking a hot toddy. It's Red's Hard Apple Black Cherry Cider. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so horrible. Dude, that's also pretty basic bitch stuff right there. Oh, buddy. that's so yeah, bad. I'm, yeah, but it's not really surprising for me to do it. Yeah, okay? uh, but who am I to judge? I look, I don't know about you, but that is the nastiest. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like it's good. Uh, mm, I mean, if you really like ciders... This is still a six. So, oh, wow. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That looks like not a good score. that looks like literally piss in a bottle. Like it, it looks, looks like it looks like bloody piss. That's what it yeah. looks like. Okay. Well, in normal fashion, I do have a backup. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it's not Christmas related at all. Angry Orchards hard fruit cider peach mango. So, right. Okay. Okay. Let's see if this is slightly it. better. I'll allow uh, it. Oh, ASMR. Uh. Smells like uh, cider. <laughs> and tastes pretty damn good. Jesus Christ. How many, how many more drinks do you have over there? You usually have a slew. I'm trying to only bring two because okay. inevitably I will hate one and not yeah. drink it and yeah. get another. And then I'll go through like four beers in one night for <laughs> 30 seconds of content. So yeah, yeah. Well, I only have tonight, two tonight. 
Tonight, I'm drinking something that's a little bit more in with the season. And if you are from, if you know Puerto Ricans and Cubans, if you're from any part of the country that has those and you've parlayed with them during the Christmas season, I am drinking. Any part of the country that has Puerto Ricans and Cubans? Is that horchata? No, 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 no. This is Coquito. Oh, Coquito! (laughs) I I knew you would know this. this. I need you to educate me. All right, so Coquito, if people don't know, is a drink that's made in Puerto Rico, but a lot of people drink it as well because you use Bacardi. What it is is a drink that you literally – it's the easiest drink to make. I'm I'm so kids because we're all old. Of course we're referring to people that are of age. I am outrageously jealous right now (laughs) watching him pour that. So what it is is literally a can – it's a can of – of condensed milk, can of evaporated milk, can of coconut milk, can 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 of cream of cocoa, coconut, uh, some spiced rum, maybe a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of nutmeg. You mix it in a blender, pour it in a bottle, freeze, put it in the fridge, and you have Christmas in a glass, bro. Oh, man, just so just what it sounds like, like like. Cuban like eggnog. Nut, eggnog. No, Cuban it eggnog. better than eggnog. It's it tastes than so much better because you know why? Yeah. There's no okay. fucking egg in it. Okay, okay. <laughs> we, we should acknowledge that fucking nasty, most food though. is better than, than my people's food, white people's food, okay? <laughs> most no, food is better than that. You guys my, just don't know like, how to season. You don't know how yeah, to season. Yeah, you don't. My, my, my brother likes eggnog. He likes eggnog. <laughs> eggnog works well with whiskey, apparently, but I don't want to drink eggnog because, one, it looks disgusting, and two... It looks disgusting. It is. So, it's, it's not good. It's not that good. I don't good. drink it. But this is like, like good. sweetness, bro. And and I put like two cups of rum in this, dude. Mm. So it's nice. Oh, so God. It's someday, nice. someday this podcast will get uploaded. And, and <laughs> yeah, when it does, the, the, I'll have the sure. recipe and I'll try this. I'll, I'll make it. It'll, Why not? It's awesome, dude. No, you, it's very easy to make, dude. And just make sure you have a big enough blender for it because it's a lot. Yeah. And you got to give yourself like a bottle or a big ass pitcher to make sure you keep it cold. But yeah, and then I make I make a regular one. This is the regular, which is white. The regular mm. coquito is white. Mm. People make one with pistachio. What, hmm. do like actual pistachios are ground up in there? Or? Um, I don't know. I don't know if they throw like a pistachio like type of seasoning or like they the like flavor. Throw, probably yeah. I don't know what they do, but they throw pistachio. They make a pistachio one. I also make one of Nutella. Oh, oh this guy. All right. As a so, Nutella coquito. Yes. And, and it's this is, it's fantastic. We're keeping fucks over here. He knows what's going on. No, it's literally like this is the the like that's some of the best drink options I've seen on this show. Hands down. <laughs> Hands down. And like, it's only and, and you you only really make it like after Thanksgiving and shit, because it's like it's made for Christmas. That's what you do. Christmas and right. New Year's is right. that. Right. I'm going to need you to let me know what the what the difference is or what, what additional amount of Nutella I need to put in because I'm totally down to try it. Just these. a cup. Just a cup. A cup of Nutella. All right. That's that sounds it. like three cups of Nutella to white people, but I'll do it. No, no. You literally fill up a cup, a measuring cup full of Nutella. I, uh, right. I, just, I, so. I want to point out, though, Tomas for the win tonight. All of them. <laughs> He came correct with the gifts. He also has the best drink we've seen on the show. Yeah, Derek, you're I mean, still you're, you're still white, <laughs> but you know, I don't, I I don't think there's anything I can do about it. I think, um, I think what Derek needs to do is is uh, one of these days during the show, instead of drinking like like beer, he just needs to get himself like uh, a can of uh, beta beer, purple yeah. haze. And a bowl of crawfish, and he's good to go. And then yeah, he's you know, a winner that night. 
I had I had once upon a time had the the brilliant idea of trying a new fancy <laughs> mixed drink for every recording. Uh, and then I became a father, and that oh, idea yeah. went right out the window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and it's funny these two's like I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure none of us are really big drinkers because, like, we drink. Mm-mm. I drink once every two weeks. When <laughs> we record, that is it. Yeah. The other time, like, if I drink, if I drink, it's usually like when I have someone over or if I'm grilling, and that's very rare. Yeah, so, I, the last time I got absolutely hammered was on this show. <laughs> I'm a and we have it and we have it i can yes. i can yes. confidently <laughs> tell you the last four times i've gotten smashed were the last three years of recording this show <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i was telling i was telling uh my daughter that i'm gonna have this instead of uh for anything you say wrong derek i'm gonna have this sound Oh gosh, it just doesn't okay. go away. And the and the air horn, maybe you know, just a yeah, the like, air horn's always good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that one. <laughs> Anyways, all right, so let's go ahead and get started. But Merry Christmas, guys! I'm glad you like the gifts. Yes, so. thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. All yes. right, so now that we're gonna get started and we're in the uh, <laughs> holiday mood, let's go ahead and get this motherfucker rolling. All right, so the movie we're talking about today. Is a motion picture that came out in 2020. It is a holiday film, strangely enough, and it stars Mel Gibson, Walton Goggins, um, and a few other character actors. Um, it's we called Fat Man. It's directed and written by the brothers Esham and Ian Nelms, which I had never heard of them before. Apparently, they've made some short movies. I mean, I looked in their IMDb profile, and that's about it. But so, in regards to the motion picture. The pro, the actual um, synopsis is, a, and it's kind of an understatement, a rowdy, unorthodox Santa Claus is fighting to save his declining business. Meanwhile, Billy, a neglected and precocious, if you call him precocious, yeah. 12-year-old, hires a hitman to kill Santa after receiving a lump of coal in his stocking. So, who wants to go first? <laughs> Can I, can I can I can I just say one thing? Sure. Yeah. My first note for this whole movie. Fuck this little kid asshole. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I put that you're you're good. Cause I put the first note was kid seems like an overachiever. I hate him already. You know what my first Dude. note was? That's really <laughs> funny, guys. Because my first note was, wow, this kid really reminds me of Derek. <laughs> oh. That was my first note. That's wild. Eric, I suddenly do not regret the present you're going to get in two days. <laughs> That's, great. That's great because you, what, another note I have here says demanding little bastard. So <laughs> Again, my second note. Oh, my God. My second note is this kid reminds me so much of Derek. It's weird. Two of the same notes. God. I'm just I'm sorry, I did not write that note, but just I had to do it, Derek. We didn't. We didn't make it 20 weeks or 20 minutes this week, folks. I'm. I'm. I'm out. That's it. <laughs> All right. All no, right. No, seriously. Right. Seriously. Um, go. I mean, let's get started, guys. What do you want? Who wants to? Start? Yeah. Who wants to kick? It? Derek, kick you, us off, man. Kick us off, Derek. Oh God, fuck you guys. <laughs> okay. Um. I have to say that uh, we, we had we had a whole discussion about what our Christmas pick was going to be. 
<laughs> and this was definitely out of left field. <laughs> you know, I I I had zero. I had less than zero interest in watching this movie. Um, that's, that's kind of why I picked it, by the way. Dude, I, I I didn't want to watch this. I haven't had a lot of confidence in Mel Gibson movies for a while. Uh, and man, I really wanted to hate this movie. <laughs> I wanted this movie to just be fucking another reason for us all to hate each other. <laughs> and, you know, the more I watched it, I'm like, what the? Santa is hired... By the government and paid us a wealthy salary contract to stimulate the economy. Yes. That's the whole premise of this this movie, like being stood up, was based on him being a hired toy maker. Contractor. Who also randomly opens the movie with just shooting practice. <laughs> they don't really touch much on why he's doing it at that point. You figure, you figure that shit out later on. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Um, yeah, man. I uh, I am I'm glad to have seen this movie. I uh, ooh, many notes to go through. Uh, where should I start? <laughs> First off, the assassin, the the hitman, Walton, Walton Goggins. Goggin. Yeah. Weird collection to have, dude. Like it he goes sense, around though. buying. But it made sense. They developed him. Yeah, I mean, I'll, it, it I'll does. go into it when I go. Sorry, it go does. It does. I, I get it. It, it. it it definitely solidifies the character. It helps us understand his motivations and so forth. Uh, but if I met a motherfucker like that, it'd be weird. Okay, what? if he's trying to buy Santa's produced Christmas. First off, there's a widely acknowledged manufacturing plant from santa <laughs> exactly. santa's workshop yes yes i love that made in santa's workshop yeah. it's great like like it isn't they don't no one touches on the you know santa may not be who you think he is people don't believe in him none of that yeah this is a universe where santa exists. absolutely exists. universally accepted yeah. yeah and known to be a real dude okay <laughs> like no one knows it's him mm. by yeah. the way yeah. No one knows it's him outside of the factory. Yeah, he like no one lives knows in his last name. Public. No one knows. He lives in a whole town. He knows everybody. <laughs> his name is Chris Kringle. <laughs> Nobody knows. And no one him. knows his last name. No, <laughs> his name is Chris. I just know him as Chris. That's right. Oh okay. my god. And, and and yeah yeah whatever. I mean, in a world that that's widely accepted, sure, why not? All right. Um, <laughs> I put down. Uh, now elves make fighter jets <laughs> yeah. and they didn't even bat an eye if you like he was nervous about the elves you know having to be repurposed because he, he takes on a contract for the military because he's not making ends meet and he's going mm -hmm. to lay off all of his elves which it seems he says there's like a lot it makes it sound like a lot he's pretty much only doing it for the u.s at this point the rest has been contracted out to like china or something they mention and like I feel like I only saw like fifty elves. So these but guys are the making El elves are like legit hardcore workers, dude. Yeah. Oh god, we have to acknowledge the conversation in the cafeteria. Yes, it's great. Okay, it's so great. so the general is in there. They're all on their lunch break, and first off, they're just shoveling sugar and candy <laughs> onto a fucking tray in a cafeteria. They're eating they're covering a whole, it they're with eating like fucking pies and shit. Yeah. Covering it with granulated and cubed sugar, whatever it was, on top of the sugar shit that they were eating. <laughs> 
And the general's just like, man, it, I really think you guys should have some real food, like protein and, and, and vegetables and fiber and shit. <laughs> He's like, no, what are you, idiot? Yeah. We, yeah. we work for eight hours, we sleep for 20 minutes, and then we do it again over and over again, and we live forever yeah yeah and it's he's great. like i guess you know logic doesn't make sense here mr general <laughs> like uh, I mean, you're talking to fucking l's dude i can be for real <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and they didn't bat an eye at that either like like the military not really known for being super goofy and and believing in <laughs> fantasy things right they just show up and offer him a giant paycheck to make fighter jet parts <laughs> and they're just like yeah sure sign the check that's, that's good enough whatever <laughs> Carry on. Oh, man. We're not going to spend too much time easy. on this because it wasn't that easy. There was some conflict there. He no, didn't really. I mean, he didn't. You're right. He didn't dive right into it. Yeah. <clears throat> he didn't want to be a sellout. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine if they tried to contract Santa to make, <laughs> uh, I don't know, bullets, fighter jets? Yeah. W, w and D. <laughs> like, <or something>. yeah. <clears throat> sure. Yeah, but bro. For real. You also like want oh, to. I mean, there's a lot. There's also the reason why you have to talk about this too is like the reason why the government came to him is because they knew he can do it. He can do the production that he needs. But also too, his contract with the government's pretty bad. But the reason why it's bad is because he's not producing as much stuff. It's because people are bad. And he has to give them coal. So he has yeah, nothing. Yeah, he gets paid on actually, like a bounty. Yeah. And everyone's an asshole. Yeah. And he has nothing <laughs> yeah. to give or to manufacture he's because a- most kids are bad. You know? Uh, so that's a, that was an interesting concept to me with the movie as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, he's making less and less toys every year because there's less and less good kids every year. And, and, um, and his contract is only based on however many uh toys he gives out on a yearly basis so that way they can subsidize his business it's almost like you know like like it's funny the way i can compare it to is like like agricultural right now the agricultural sector sure sure like farming farming and shit because farmers right now are based have a bunch of subsidies but if they don't if if something if they have a bad crop or something they lose their money and they're out like chicks creek they're out of cash they're out of gas they can't. Mm-hmm. They 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 have. They can't pay their workers, or they have to take out of their savings if they even have savings. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a weird type of dichotomy that they have in the movie, where you have this very like blue collar type of situation, even though it's on a fantasy level. But it's supposed to kind of make you think of okay, so you have this guy who has a factory, and the government subsidizes that factory, but he needs more money, and it's his his business is going down the tubes kind of thing. So it's just, and he's backed into a corner almost. So it's it's a weird type of situation. It kind of it's, it's kind of strange for a Christmas movie almost. Yeah, <laughs> this is. A- I mean, they had to find some sort of premise to stand up the overarching story, which we haven't even really touched on too much. But yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, it. it I will say that they did a. A, a good enough job of like gleaming over the stuff that isn't really all that believable and just making it accepted so that you yeah. can get to the point. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I mean, I, I nitpick about it, but I mean, I think if anybody watched the movie, they probably wouldn't have even cared about that part, you know? Although I did explain it to my wife like 20 minutes in and she's like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, yeah, exactly. That's that's what I think as well, right? Yeah, now. like I liked how they um, they they like showed stuff like real quick, like the elves. I, I didn't know they were gonna show the elves. I like I was I was like, are they even gonna show the elves? Does he even have elves? Like I was worried. And then like after he comes back from delivering presents, he's like been shot. Like Santa was shot by some kids with a deer rifle, and then yeah. he's like, and then after he he you know he he like basically like sews himself back up. The next day, he's outside fucking working on the sleigh, like, as if it's a fucking old Trans Am. Like, what is that, dude? I was like, what the fuck is going on with this movie? There, like, there's so many little, like, yeah, like, he, he just douses himself with some rubbing alcohol, lays down in bed, and goes to sleep. Like, <laughs> I'm done delivering presents. That was it, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, dude, and, like... They mentioned in that cafeteria scene that, uh, you know, the, the, all the sugar is what keeps the elves young, right? And there's that sleeping rhythm, that working rhythm, it keeps them yeah. And And the general's like, is that what keeps Chris going? And like, oh, no, it's the, what is it, the, the giving, giving back it's or something giving, like that? It's the giving. It's That's the what giving. does it for him. Meanwhile, this is the guy who didn't check the list, who was pissed off about, like, only having five kids to deliver presents to, apparently, or some <laughs> shit. And I, like, you sure that bullet's gonna heal up this time, dude? Like, you didn't really <laughs> give all that much this year. I mean, you know. So yeah, but yeah, no, no. What, what, what about you, Eric? What did you think? So yeah, I didn't go into this looking at it like Derek did. I, I went in, I, I went into it like wanting to watch it, but not really sure how I was gonna feel about it. But after watching the film, there was things about it that really like. I don't know, tickled my fancy, I guess. Like, I wasn't expecting to actually get character development. I wasn't expecting True. to actually get um, an action movie that I cared about what was happening. Like, I just wasn't expecting that because with most action films, I don't really care about what's happening. Um, I did care about Santa. I did care about... I cared about Walton Goggins, like the hitman. I did. I didn't give a shit about the little kid that was just like Derek. But yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You. Like fuck it was, you. it was. Uh, I I I liked this movie, and I'll I'll talk about the things that I liked about it. Um, I think that Mel Gibson's like grumbly, like old grandpa Santa, kind of old crickety. He did pretty good at that. He did a good job. You know, like it was just I bought it. You know, he did put on like it wasn't like Mel Gibson's voice either. Like he put on like a what like a weathered Santa would sound like. And sure, I I was buying it and mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed his his version of Santa Claus. I also really like really liked Walton Goggins character. Like even though, you know, he was a bad guy, he's the antagonist. There was something about him that I don't know, just kept me so interested you don't get a lot of villains well for me i don't get a lot of villains where i'm like man i want to really cut back to that villain. i want to see what the villain's up to i want to see what he's doing what's going on with him like i cared about him more than i cared about the little boy didn't care about the little boy at all you know for sure for sure he was way better than the little boy little boy you just wanted to fucking punch in the face yeah i I loved i loved that when the little boy called him you saw his phone it said little shit yeah 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 (laughs) And by the end of the movie, he was just like ignoring his calls. He's like, fuck this kid. I'm doing this for yeah. me now. Yep. And that was one of the, actually you bringing that up is a, is a solid point. Like, you know, this kid had 
contracted the hitman to um you losing me <sighs> no you're good you're going you're good okay the the kid had contracted the hitman to you know go kill santa because he got coal um but what we what you'd see about what's going on with the hitman is that the hitman has legit issues with santa claus as we talked about earlier he was buying like mm. gifts from other the people that, yeah also yeah bought gifts from other people that had got gifts from santa he was buying actual santa produced gifts because he didn't get them as a kid and he didn't get them as a kid because he had a really shitty childhood um i think his parents i think what they they didn't really fully out tell you but it seemed like his parents probably died and that he got put in the foster system and in the system he was abused so he ended up being kind of like not a great guy but like it wasn't his fault you know and I think that's what made me care. Like you actually, we actually got development of our antagonist and why he wants to kill Santa so bad. And it's not even about the money from the little kid. It's like a personal vendetta that he didn't get the gifts and he didn't have the childhood that he wanted. And he was kind of putting it on Santa, which is interesting, you know? Yeah. And I mean, the, the, the cool, the cool thing about it was that like, you're right. Like the, the development of the character, not just him, but of Santa, even development, of, even though she didn't, she wasn't as much, on the screen, but you could see the development of the relationship between Santa and Mrs. Claus and Ruth. And it was just, it was great just to see that kind of relationship because you always see Mrs. Claus as this little cheery, happy. She was a badass Mrs. She Claus. She was a badass, dude. Like she, I immediately was like, I love this actress doing this character. This is great. Huge yeah. fan. Huge fan of Mrs. Claus. She was like yeah. one of the, the, the highlights of it. Yeah. yeah. Marianne Jean Baptiste. Baptiste. Yes. She was great because I mean, it was just like, it was like a different take uh, on top of the fact that she was a person of color playing Mrs. Claus, which is completely out of the norm. A hundred percent. Which was yeah, great, you know I, what I, I mean. Think, I think they needed to step outside of that bubble. Yeah, bubble. which was great because they, they and, and this whole movie is completely a step outside of the bubble. It was almost like you know what almost you know what it reminded me of. I don't know if you guys remember that uh, those fake trailers they had in Scrooged, where <laughs> Santa was like yep. blowing yes. shit up. <laughs> like oh, remember, this movie reminded me of that trailer. Like it was like somebody, like these guys, probably the directors were like, let's make a movie about Santa being a badass and shooting shit up. You know, like let's just. But like it was funny. Like they made Santa like this, like old, like fucking ne'er do well hermit out in the middle of the woods. You know, with his wife, mm-hmm. yeah. and you know, like anyone else would think he's like some fucking weird ass like militia hermit. guy. Or you know, these fucking guys that are like want to be off the fucking grid, but no, he's like a legit fucking businessman who's got a fucking factory under his farm. You know what I mean? Like, and it's underneath, which was wild. It and was he's so like wild, a mercenary. Like, yeah, yeah, and it's like well, um, and they, they they don't really talk enough about it. They, they 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 answer the question like, why is Santa you know a badass with firearms and and weapons and whatnot? But they don't really touch enough on it i think for me to feel like like i would i would have rathered like there be some kind of flashback or something to him I having to deal with some other dipshit but because, you know what that leaves room for a sequel and it's funny because you know they mention it in the talk when he when he first meets the skinny <laughs> yeah. man with they call him skinny man but it's the, you're the, the first one yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's you think it. i that's got this answer. job being fat and jolly <laughs> it's just like oh fuck me dude santa's gonna shoot down, some shit <laughs> 
<laughs> I wrote down on my notes uh, because you know Santa's feeling pretty good about himself. So that the factory's on its way up and up and up. And uh, I wrote down Santa fucks. <laughs> exactly. He does. And, he then, does. and then and he then at just yeah. after he's done doing the deed with his wife, you know the the the, the skinny man shows up. Yeah, and everything's going to shit, and he goes yeah. out there and throws down and kind of gets his ass handed to him. And then I wrote down my very next note: Mrs. Claus don't fuck around either because she shot his ass dead. <laughs> she yeah, dead, dude. Yeah, and, and like, and it was she great. Apologized like, for it though. She did apologize yeah, she did. for it. She's Super like, I'm polite so sorry. And good cookies. Yes, for real. Like she like totally said, I'm so sorry that she shot him with a double barrel fucking flintlock. Like I mean, just like what the fuck. <laughs> I did have I did have a good note here, you know, this uh they were talking about, you know, as they bring in the elves, they're fingerprint scanning them and cutting off the bells so they don't set up metal detectors and you know, giving yeah. them ID badges and increased security is what they they mention. And you know, you're making military weapons. I I sure, why not? I could that seems yeah, that checks out. Go ahead. It's plausible. Um and then I wrote down increased security my ass there's one guy who just takes out the whole fucking thing every every US soldier all of the like the patrols and the snipers that are hiding out everybody just kills them all that's the and one thing yeah that's the one this thing is Claus who gets him behind the door that's the one thing that I was like oh man like you kind of missed the mark but because I enjoyed the movie I was like willing to let it go when I if I oh, yeah. hated it I would have harped on it yeah, but I, I well, you bought in like, by this point. You might as well exactly. for the ride, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because there was, there was. I mean, like, and then of course, like the increased security, but the dude like literally walks around like twenty feet away from the guardhouse and is able to pass him. So yeah, there's mm-hmm. there's definitely some nitpicking. Like there was a scene that what was a great scene was when he was um when uh when he's in the uh the barn with the reindeer, and he starts asking their names is like kind of dicey over the last couple of years huh carter you know what i mean like mm. and, and then the guy was like yeah they told us about that with you <laughs> like, like like he yeah, just okay he just goes and he just starts, starts taking like he like literally uses his santa magic on people and goes ahead and just like plucks them well so he does that in the beginning the of the movie too he does yeah he throughout does. the whole he movie does. he knows right but here's my question does he know as you're doing it it must be after you're doing it because he didn't know the skinny man was on the way. Yeah, exactly. Only when your kids? No, because he knew the guy was he was nearly an adult, right? That maybe the CIA he knows folks. after. But that's a that's a solid point. Maybe maybe he knows after. Like maybe all that stuff happens. Like anytime you do something bad, maybe that's where he has the inventory of it. Yeah, if he, maybe, only gets, he only gets the download at night, like when he sleeps or something. Like so, you've got twenty four hours of totally anonymity to know like I can get away with whatever before he finds out. I don't know, dude, but it was wild. Like he just like knows them right off the bat. It's hilarious. And it's just like, and and it was one of those things when I was watching the movie, I was like, what's the Santa magic with this guy? Because it's, it's, it's a very grounded motion picture. I mean, granted, we don't see the reindeer fly. You're dealing with magic. Yeah, you kind of have to use everything you see. You kind of have to like say, okay, in your mind, you have to experience it. But they don't show it, of course, because they probably don't. One, they don't have the budget for it. Two, they're trying to show a more grounded type of Santa, even though he's still got magic per se. But then you're like, how are they going to show this? Oh, wait, there you go. You know, right off the bat, he knows the guy in the bar's name. 
He knows what he's been doing. He knows what kind of family he has. And he scares the shit out of the dude, too. Like, the dude is visibly shook. He's like, what the fuck? And, and apparently, it's not the first time. Because he knew time. his name. He knew his name. He knew his name. He knew his family. He knew everything about him. And it was like, he knew oh. why he was there. He knew, I mean, where, he he knew, he knew where he lived. Already. He, he knew where he lived. It's like, you'll, be, you'll get there in about, oh, say, 12 hours. And yeah. he's like, I was like, oh, shit. I think that was like a real, I think that was, especially being in the beginning of the movie, that was very on point to do that, to <laughs> show that this guy really is actually Santa. Yeah. So to kind of set the scene for those of you that may yes. have not watched it, but yes. want to hear totally about watch this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely, we'll, we'll talk about it at the end, but go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Eric. Yeah. But um, Santa's at a bar, like having a drink at his local bar, and everybody knows him. Like he's like a you know like an like an old timer that comes in, but they don't know that he's Santa. But he there's a younger man at the bar flirting with the bartender, and the bartender pretty much asks him to she's gonna get off soon. Like let's go to my house and bang. So the bartender walks away, and Santa goes up to this guy and says, "Hey, Mike, how you doing?" You know, and the guy's <laughs> shocked that he knows who he is, and then he starts talking about his family and says, "You know, uh, if you get on the road twelve hours from now, you can make it to them on time." Pretty much stopping him from doing something bad before he does it because he knows everything about this guy. Yeah, so, seriously. And it, it that's also something that's pretty important that they pointed out when I think about like the overall aesthetic and the writing in this film is that. Santa, even though he's old and he's like grumbly, he's a grumpy old man, he is inherently good. I yes. think that's something that is important to see in the beginning there. And even though he's a dude that's going to oh, yeah. go on a murder spree, he's good inherently man. a good man. You know, <laughs> like this guy's this guy's he's one. He's literally one bad check from going from blowing up a post office. Like, seriously, like he's, he's that's where he's at right now at this point in the movie. But you're right. Like it shows him to be somebody who is an inherently good person. And he has he had and it's good because we see his I guess you could say his uh his emotional center is Mrs. Claus. In a lot of the movie, he's always complaining mm. and he's like, yeah. he's like beating himself up over everything that's happening in the world. And she's telling him, no, listen, it's just, you're just tired. That, you're getting to that point of the season where line, you're getting it. You know what I mean? And, dude, and she's just, that and line just where she's the where, anchor. She's the anchor. Where, where he, she's checking the list and he's about to head out for Christmas. And she's like, I haven't even finished checking it. And she goes, you don't want to have a look at it? He goes, no, it's right. And he just walks out. He's going to walk out the door with the blist. And she goes, why are you acting like this? And he goes, because I failed. And he oh, slams the door. Yeah, and I'm exactly. like, that is a broken man. It's like, like you feel like you feel bad for him at that point. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, he feels like he's failed his wife. He's failed the elves. He's failed the world. So it's just one of those things where you're just like, fuck me, man. Like, what could, what could we, what could this guy do to get himself back up on his feet? It's, it's like a tough old calloused man, like a, like a cement wall on the outside, but the inside is just pure gooey. Pudding. Yeah. Pudding. Gush love. It's yeah. like, like the, the warmth of love inside of there, you know? <laughs> All right. For so real. I have to ask, uh, anyone want to spitball what they think this movie's budget was? Oh, I'm going to say 15. 15 mil? I'll, I'll go a little bit higher. I think maybe 20, 25. Mm. All right. I'm going to slightly give the win to Eric. What? 
It was 20 mil. He said 2025, even though he was roughly five off the same way you were. Uh, that was close um, for both of us, yeah. Any any yeah. any guesses as to the gross worldwide? Oh, I'm gonna say it wasn't more than five. I would yeah, I would say low. Maybe tw- maybe maybe ten. How about less than two? Oh, oh man. Yeah. Well, you know why? And here's the one thing, dude. It came out like in twenty twenty. So it's COVID, COVID time. Yeah. yeah. So it's nobody COVID. was watching it and it was it went straight to on demand, dude. Opening weekend in US and Canada, it made a hundred and eight thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, gross US and Canada was 278 and gross worldwide is 1.6. I mean, and this is a gem. I think if COVID wasn't going down, this this would have at least broke even. I think so too. Sure. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and I mean, and it, and it came out and it came out. I just look at the release date. It came out Thanksgiving weekend, which is usually a very good weekend for movies, but we're talking Thanksgiving weekend in 2020. You got to figure like yeah. Home Alone 37 probably made that much. Yeah. Right? And and no one saw that. No, <laughs> it's at Home Alone 37. Yeah, because there's like 80. No, aren't in aren't in the seventh one coming out soon or yeah, something? Yeah, the like seventh that? one just came out on Disney Plus and shit like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It already is out. Yeah, you can yeah, t- clearly out. see how much I'm gonna watch that. Yeah, exactly. It's probably it's probably where you think it is too. So. <laughs> Um, but back into the vault we go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, but but yeah, I mean, I mean, it came out in Thanksgiving of 2020, which was like people, people, they were just starting to crack open the theaters, just starting to crack them open. I mean, I mean the vaccine wasn't even out then. I don't there's think there's a part no. of me that that wishes they held another year, man, and it waited till now because people are starting to go back to the movies now. Yeah, so at least they could have broke even because I do believe. That this is a a, a gem. There's, a, there's an audience you know? for this. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. It's a if gem. this movie showed up in theaters today, it would make all this money back. I think I so. would hope get so. in the theaters. It's I would hope so. Theaters, it's, 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 it's a good movie. Yeah, and I mean, and one thing is, is that it was, it was like, I mean, the only problem is, and this is probably something we should probably talk about now. We've had discussions about it. Is the aspect of separating artists from the person kind of situation? Let's, let's get yeah. into it. Let's, let's get, get into, into it. it, bro. Let's get into no, it. Let's t- make Derek me, uncomfortable. Tell me all the reasons I should hate this. Tell me no, all the reasons no, no, I should no, hate no. this movie. No, it's, I don't know about that, dude. And, and and it's one of those things that I always, I mean, we've always, we've had this discussion quite a few times. And and Mel Gibson is one of those polarizing figures. In fact, I had a discussion with this with my oldest daughter on Tuesday. Or last night. Last night? Yes, last night. Last night. Today's Wednesday, isn't it? Last night was Tuesday, yes. Yes. Okay. So yesterday, I had a conversation with my daughter, and she was talking about um, uh, some actor and some issues that that person is having. And, and she asked me who my favorite actor is. And I told her, that's kind of a difficult situation for me. She's like, why? She's like, because I don't really have an actor that I want to watch. And I'm like, eh, you know what I mean? Because I know what kind of they're, – they're, they're, they, those people work really hard for their art. If they end up in bad movies and they're not that great, so be it. But they're getting paid for it. You know, it's a job and they enjoy doing it. Like, you know, like fucking, you know, the guy who was Flash Gordon, he's a very successful bodyguard now. But, yeah, he was Flash Gordon. It's not a great flick. But whatever. He did it. I'm not going to knock him for being in a bad movie. You know what I'm saying? But I told her, for me, it's not so much that I'm just disappointed in my favorite actor. I go Because my favorite actor growing up was Kevin Spacey. And 
Oh, no, I'm he so was, glad you said this, bro. We got to we got to talk about this. Keep yes, going. Sorry. So, so he was my favorite actor growing up. Like I love. Like, I mean, the year that he won. I mean, this is just me talking. The year he I won think the this Academy is safe Award. Safe to say, but he's talented. Um, eh, the year that he won the Academy Award, he was nominated for Usual Suspects, but he could have been nominated for any of one of four movies that year. Three movies that he came out because that year he was in Outbreak, he was in Seven, and he was in The Usual Suspects. And everyone said he could have been nominated for any of those three movies and won for any of those three movies. And you didn't even see him in seven until the last 10 minutes of the fucking movie. He's the best antagonist I've ever seen in a movie in seven. That is the best antagonist I have ever seen in a movie. And he's there. He's there there in a lot of scenes, but you don't see him. he's in it for four minutes, it seems like. Yeah. Yes. So you, speci- you specifically were talking about Kevin Spacey, man. And and the reason why I'm glad you said that is because literally this week I was texting with a friend because I told you we used to I used to work at Blockbuster when I was late teens. So did I. I know we've talked, we've talked on other episodes, I think. <laughs> but, but I would say I think I told you the story that every night, for some reason, we'd watch the last 15 minutes of seven. Every single night. <sighs> What's in, in the, the box? Yeah, and the reason why is because of Kevin Spacey. So one of my dearest, closest friends was texting me, and she just sent me a video of her watching the last moments of set when he's in the back of the 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 cop car and yes. he's, she's talking to Brad Pitt, and she said, she said, this is exactly what she had said. She said, this is brilliant. And like, as you get older and as you learn more about filmmaking or or acting, you realize the brilliance behind it. Mm -hmm. And she said, even though he's done some really awful things, it's hard to look at this and say that this isn't amazing. Yeah. And that's what, that's what Derek just said a few moments ago. He goes, I think Mm -hmm. it's fair to say that he's an incredible actor. I think like we can't do anything about that. You know, he is probably, I mean, I mean, it's just because, and I told him because I'm extremely disappointed in what he did in his life and what he did to the people that he did. And it's horrible that what, of what he did to those people. But then it just makes me so sad because I've seen so many of his movies and he's so good. Like, in Baby Driver, he is amazing in fucking mm-hmm. Baby Driver. Amazing. He's great. He's a great. Just, well, I mean, it's probably not his best work, but it was no, badass. No, no, he's badass in that movie. And it's just, every time I see him, and he's just so good in everything that I ever see him in, and I just, I just, it like, it turns from being, like, so in awe of his talent to just being so disappointed in what's happened to him. And what, of course, by what he did to himself. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I think he's innocent by any means of the, of, the, of the equation. I think he did all this shit to himself. It's just, it's disappointing to see someone who has all that talent and fucked himself because he couldn't. Because, in my opinion, this is just my opinion. This is the opinion of myself, me, myself, and I, the three people that live inside my head. I think that he is, I think he's homosexual. And that's not a problem. I think it's beautiful. No, he is. He is. Yeah. He is. And I just think that he hated himself so much for so long because he couldn't have, you know, show the balls to come out and be like some of the other people that he just hated himself for it. And so for that reason, he he probably reacted and attacked people that were for that reason. You're saying he, he hated himself for who he was and how he couldn't. 
he couldn't Cope go with that. Possibly, I don't know, because I mean, what happened? I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Eric. I don't know if you know for sure. I think, I think, and it's not just it, he. What he did is that he sexually harassed like co-stars that he knew were homosexual. And I, I thought it treated, was a little more than that. I thought yeah. he, he he actually. Well, I mean, he, like, sexually he, like, involved with, with yes. people that were underage, very and, underage. Yeah, very yeah. underage too. And I think one of them actually is one of the guys that came out that say that they were harassed by him physically is um I forgot his name, Anthony Rapp. I think was one of them. I think uh, he's in he's in Rent. And he's I don't also, know. Yeah, I don't know anything. I don't. I, I think he. I think. I think that's who it is. But he's also in like Star Trek Discovery, and he was in like Days to Confuse. He was on the show on Broadway with him, and supposedly like like he like physically abused him. You know, like yeah. at some point, I, think, I don't know. But I I'm just saying that, like to... that's that's what I told I told my daughter that like this is somebody who I have I had a lot of respect for growing up, and who is I'm just disappointed in the person that he is. And like I said, dude, it's tough separating the artist from the person, which is exactly the point with Mel, who we all know is <laughs> has his issues as well. Yeah. But he's the artist is phenomenal. He's a great director. Yeah, brilliant. Damn good brilliant actor. Director. Damn good he's actor. A very good actor. Yeah. And then but as a person, to, he's an asshole. Yes. I think we have to acknowledge that people are complex, right? Mm-hmm. Multifaceted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's no excuse any, for what they do, though. It's no excuse. No, not, not, absolutely not. It is not an, ever an excuse, right? We all have to abide by the same common laws of society and social and our, mm-hmm. our country and all of those different things, right? Those are things that make us um, man and not ape, right? Um, but I, I think... I, if you've ever, and I, I do not enjoy true crime, but if you've ever watched one, there's never a scenario where somebody's like, oh, yeah, I knew that guy was a killer. You know, they're like, no, he was a normal, nice guy. He was yeah. taking my trash cans and all these different things. People are multifaceted. There yeah. are people who can be incredibly kind and helpful and uh, contributing to society and then totally 180 be a plague on society or plague on the people around them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that goes for actors and actresses who've made bad choices or been assholes or mm-hmm. murderers or anybody mm-hmm. in between. Right. You can't, I, I don't, I don't think often they are so single sided that they are all one thing or not. Right. Um, I, I've seen many films that I enjoyed Kevin Spacey in. Um, I really enjoyed House of Cards, and that's really not all that old. No, um, you know, Outbreak, Outbreak, or Men Who Stare at Goats. I thought was a hilarious movie. <laughs> um, there, there's a lot of them. We could go through his whole catalog. There's a lot of really good movies. Um, but I think at some point you have to make a choice of whether or not you want to, because the things that a person has done is he still getting royalties and by you watching something or, or enjoying some content that he was great in perhaps, do you feel comfortable with him getting royalties for him making money off of your time, your, your eye shot, right? Looking at something on Netflix or Hulu or whatever. And that's a tough choice to make because I mean, we had the whole conversation about uh, uh, Michael Jackson a few yeah. episodes mm-hmm. ago yeah. and mm-hmm. he's got an outstanding catalog. He is a, a monument to the music industry. Um, and, you know, do you want to support that 
you know, I, well, I guess today you're going to be supporting his family or his foundation or the m- number of things that they do with that money, but it's not going to him. So maybe there's an argument there, but it's tough. It's a tough choice to make. And a lot of people I don't think want to actually deal in the nuance of thinking through it and making a choice. They want to make the easy route and watch the movie that they love. You know? Yeah. But filmmaking, I mean, filmmaking is a team sport though, dude. So like, it's not just him. It is yeah. not just him. Everyone is involved. That's what I'm right? saying. It, that it's a film. It's a team making sport. So like, it's a team making sport. It's a, it's, it's a team <laughs> sport. It's a team sport. It's filmmaking is a team, a team making a film. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We're yeah. getting there. We made it. I guess I had a little bit too much of this hard Topa Chico, my dudes. But uh, anyway, yeah, oh, it's so hitting too hard. Good, I, know. Okay, I know. Um, no, but like, so for instance, bringing up, we'll talk, I'm going to talk about Mel Gibson specifically in a second, but still with Kevin Spacey, you have a guy that has a brilliant catalog and using seven as an example Seven is in my top 10. I love that film. Okay. It's a very, very important movie to me. Okay. And with that being said, I will not stop watching it. One, because he didn't make it. He didn't make the film. Okay. No. There was many other very talented people in there that are involved in making this film. Now, even if he did make the film, that's going to be a hard one for me to release anyway, because... I love that movie. You know, it's yeah. a very that's like Michael that's like the Michael Jackson effect and we and we don't know like you know Michael Jackson's accused of a lot of these things as he's never was, you know, uh there was never he was never, you know, had any verdict against him in a court of law saying that he did these things. So that one's up in question, you know, so no one really knows what happened with him. But with that being said, there's too much that goes into making a movie than just Kevin Spacey and Kevin Spacey. Although if he wasn't in that movie, it would be worse a hundred percent. He's not the reason why it's amazing, you know? So I alone. can separate. He, he alone is not the reason yeah, yeah, that yeah, the movie yeah, is exactly. great. Um, so it's easier for me to separate that. Now, when we talk about Mel Gibson, that's a different story because Mel Gibson especially most of the great Mel Gibson films that, you know, he directed, you know, so, yes. <laughs> so like, he made these films and probably even like put up the budget himself. Um, so with that being said, Mel Gibson, of course, didn't do the things that Mel, that uh, Kevin Spacey did again, not making it. Okay. He's just said some horrible things yeah, and he's got some, some probably demons in there that he's working with, you know, trying to work out. But like Derek also said, is that humans are complicated, you know, and Mm -hmm. how do you expect everyone to be perfect? How do you expect everyone to not have moments where you slip up, not have moments where you make mistakes and, and then also now destroy this whole guy's career for it. There are things that are unforgivable to me for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think making statements that are that you don't agree with or that are wrong. Let's just say he's made statements that are just straight up wrong. Let's just sure. be real. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Does that mean he can't grow and change from that? Absolutely. Absolutely not. And I don't know where Mel Gibson is or what. I don't know him. I don't know what's going well, on. And in that's, his heart. that's tough because you, you know? have the difference between what uh, what's put out in a PR statement, what he's told to read from his PR team. 
or what he actually presents to the public versus how he is himself, right? And if and if you also want to put into and I'm not saying one is better than the other, but you also have to think of the what that person has done as far as anything because right now I was just looking. Um I I haven't looked. I'm I'm probably look right now, but I was just looking at Mel Gibson's like um like what he's got going on in um fucking IMDb like what he's got in his uh, credits and he has like he has like eight things that he's working on right now that are in I mean, development that are in development, yeah. either in post-production or they're already filming. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? So, he's got so his, a shit his ton public of persona and his statements you know? haven't made enough of a dent to stop him from working. I mean, yeah. I mean, Kevin I mean, Spacey hasn't put out anything in let me see. And two then, years. Kevin, like Kevin Spacey, Kevin Spacey only has two things right now. One's completed a movie about Gore Vidal where he plays Gore Vidal. And then another movie called Peter Five Eight, which is in post production. He's got two things right now that are in the wings. Maybe he's have... maybe he's making a comeback. Maybe he's got another shot. You no, know? but then but then, but then of course then you think about like everything that happened with Kevin Spacey, and then he put out that stupid video of him cooking. Yeah, oh, and it God, wasn't yeah. and it and it wasn't like it wasn't and it wasn't like it was a uh, like an apology. Or any no. type of he got in trouble shit. for like so, for like being like, rude to a barista or something. It would have was, been and it more was, impactful. It seems so like half-hearted, and like that seemed like something that his his publicist thought up. That hey, let's look, let's make you look like you're fucking uh, carving into a it. Christmas goose, and uh, like you're at home cooking for a party of people, and you know it's just like like it was a bad move. Yeah, it was. I'm like, good. really, bro? And it was just. But then you have Bill Gibson, which I don't know what he did after the fact. He's kind of been the person that just like doesn't even respond to it. You know, it's kind of like when Bill Clinton uh, had the whole Monica Lewinsky thing. He never responded to it. He let the he let the he let the Congress figure out whatever they need to figure out, and he never like responded to it. So it's almost kind of like you guys can worry about that shit. I'm gonna do my job. So well, who, has I'm a, not saying, who has a who has a better PR team than the president? Who? Oh, I get that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get that. Yeah. I get that. But I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying that what Mel Gibson's done is good. No, it's inherently bad. Talking the way he did about certain people, about people in general, is just a bad scene, and. I'm, and I'm not I'm not apologizing him for it at all. All I'm saying is that like like who made the better decision? You know, who did the right thing? I don't know. It's weird, man. It's such a this is such a tough topic to talk about because of the inherent aspects of what was done and what was said. And you so, just like, what am correct, I supposed to do? Correct me. Correct me if I'm wrong because I I don't know enough about these. So I am hoping that you guys will correct me here. Um. Mel Gibson has uh, said fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kevin Spacey has done fucked up yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 So, so these, these That's are what I'm saying. on a different yeah. level, right? Um, I just found out that one of my favorite Mel Gibson movies had not, he did not direct it, so I don't feel so guilty about loving this movie. Um, <laughs> Burn on a Wire. No, Great dude, movie. I really, I really, you, know, <laughs> I you guys are going to. I love that movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I love you it. You guys are going to rag on me for this, but I've really liked Maverick. I thought it was just a hilarious film. It's it not a, a bad movie. Western. It's a Richard it a Donner Western. flick. It's a Richard Donner flick. It's a good movie. Anyway, I, I think, um, you know, you can have, well, frankly, I've got some 
people I'm related to that have some fucked up opinions on things. As do I. As do I. And, uh, As do I. You know, they're vocal about him. And the difference here is he's got a public stage, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really not more than that, though, right? Yeah, but people, listen, here's the thing, though, Derek. The people that you love that say that fucked up shit, do you cut them off forever? Mm, no, I can't. Exactly. And it's not even, it's not even, but the thing is you actually can though, Derek, you could, yeah. if you wanted to, mm, you could, sure, you could, but you're choosing not to. Okay. Right. Right. And that's the Fair. thing with, that, that's, that's, that's what, what makes you an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> because I, because I think I, Derek could or a human could. Yeah. No, but no, like, no, go ahead. That's go ahead. where there is, unfortunately, there is a line between Kevin Spacey and Mel Gibson here. And Mel Gibson's is a little bit more forgivable. And this is the blurry. This is where like the lines of cancel culture get blurred. And this is why cancel culture is beautiful, but also horrible at the same time. Because do, do guys that sexually abuse or rape or do whatever, or, or, you know, use their power to assert on, on females or people that, or males or people that have, are less power than him. uh, And then, then them, is that, should they be canceled? Hell Yes. People like Mel Gibson that say stupid shit that maybe are in a point where they're vulnerable or maybe in a point where they really believe it or maybe they don't. Do we cancel them because of that? Because guess what, Derek? Guess what, Tomas? Guess what, Eric? We've all said stupid shit. Oh, yes. Sure. You know? So, like, that's one of the things with cancel culture that I have a little bit of beef with because we're canceling people that say things or that have done things that won't hurt someone you, yeah, you that are, condemn them for for yeah. something that was done in the moment that without any chance at redemption or or learning exactly. or improving. Yeah. And we all make mistakes, man. But there's some things that are hard to ignore or hard to forgive, such as the things that Kevin Spacey has done or Harvey Weinstein sure. has done. Sure. Those are hard things to turn your turn away from. Because you know? it, because it happened to people, it wasn't just some, yes. Because I mean, it, it, and it's funny, and this is one of those things, and and I'm I'm gonna totally fucking date myself, but this is be, this is one of those things where you have to deal with fucking you know with like the aspect of millennials where you if, if someone says something like they get so taken aback by what you said, and I understand that some of the shit people say is horrible, but it's a, you said it, you didn't physically accost somebody. Yeah, but, I mean, and, and we don't want to get into this kind of conversation. I get that, but it's just no. when you have when you have somebody like when you have something like that where you have to make it, you have to make there has to be a clear distinction between somebody who did fucked up shit to someone else, like Harvey Weinstein, who was a complete and utter piece of shit. You know what I mean? I think I think you have to acknowledge. And then you have that. somebody where you have where he made stuff, and yeah, he's probably got some inner demons. Maybe it's just because he's a fucking drunk ass fucking anti semite. But who knows if that's just him spouting off shit because he was frustrated at his fucking ex wife yeah, at that dude. point? You know, that's when he's I'm just saying. pissed at her and he wants to fucking just deal with her ass then. It and does- she and she recorded a conversation that he thought was a personal conversation between him and his wife. And I'm it- not saying it's good or bad. What he said was horrible, but. You have to kind of understand like what what's the context of these two in their conversation, also. and and it doesn't make it okay re- no. regardless of the context. No, no. But with that being said, we are humans. We say stupid things sometimes. If you recorded half the shit I said in college. I wouldn't have a fucking job. <laughs> well, I think you have to acknowledge that. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, words can hurt. They can do damage. Absolutely, um, and especially people who have a platform can have the potential to do more or less damage. But 
you have to understand where that damage, where that pain falls on the gradient of actions, right? Um, actually murdering somebody is far worse than planning to murder someone, right? Or saying that you would murder someone. These are different things on a different continuum and, and they have to be treated the same way, right? Um, or treating accordingly, I mean. Um, you, you can't you can't say that even somebody who's, you know, rude and racist or sexist or all of the above is the same as somebody who is actively, you know, hurting people or doing hate crimes, for mm-hmm. example. That mm-hmm. is not the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're both bad. Yes, absolutely. And they should be treated on a gradient accordingly. At least that's how I feel. And I, I agree with that. I think there should be a gradient. And I think that there also should be room for forgiveness because how are we how are we yes. truly yes. beautiful as people unless we recognize that we are all fucking people? You know, mm-hmm. like we're yeah. we're not no one's perfect. No one says the right thing all the time. I'm sure as a person of color, I've said something that was insanely racist at one point in my life. You know, so I'm saying that as someone who maybe was ignorant or maybe someone who was making a bad joke, we do stupid things. You know, we say stupid things. And the only difference between us three is that the the only people that we really have to worry about is our 13 or 14 podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, you know, we're talking about you, Jose, somewhere. (laughs) Talking about you, you, Dimitri, in Russia. Talk yeah, there about you go. Salvatore, best friend since I was 10. So, <laughs> you know, so to put this all in a big bow, we're not saying that uh, Mel Gibson has been forgiven or that we forgive him for the things that he's said. But uh, I think we should acknowledge that uh, we need to give him the potential opportunity to rectify and change and not necessarily be permanently canceled forever. Um, yeah. And I and also really, uh, I have to think about this some more, but I've got to really balance the idea of how much, uh, you know, art from the artist when we talk about all the other people that were involved in any any production of, of, of Michael Jackson's, of Kevin Spacey's, of Harvey Gold, or Weinstein, all, all these different people, um, any of those productions, how much were they at fault, right? Is it really yep. their fault or that they just need a job and have to make ends meet and have a family at home and all those different things, right? Yeah. Um, how complacent or, or participant were they in, in that production? So yeah, that's something I definitely have to toy with because I don't know where I stand on all that. It's I'm, I'm with there with you, dude. I don't either. And it's, and it's funny because it's easy for us when you, when you talk about where you stand on that, it's easier for me to be like, you know, if you said, um, the the cure whoever let's say it was one person who creates anime we find out he's a rapist i'd be like oh yeah cancel him forever you know, <laughs> it's so easy we'll never but, see pencil yeah. the paper ever again <laughs> but like if it was you saying like you know paul thomas anderson came out and there was some oh, weird dude. you know something, right yeah that would destroy me you know i hope to god that never happened i just don't feel like that's paul thomas anderson i think we're good <laughs> but really way. really hoping yeah, really yeah. hoping he's not yeah, yeah i think we're good but that's where like it you know it gets tougher like these conversations about mel gibson or kevin spacey when there's people that actually that you actually appreciate they were impacted yep. and and man 
it's yeah, tough. it's like it's like it's like it's like things that you can truly say like you don't want you don't want to even watch or even be a part of is like things by like what's his name the guy who did uh fucking um the that that movie that silent movie what's it called um the artist no not the one not that one the one from the one from the silent era where the guy was a complete fucking racist oh movie. uh D W Griffith D W yeah. Griffith like that guy was a complete utter fucking racist but he made like three hundred fucking movies but then of course you have the context of the time. The time. It was acceptable. Yeah. So what it's culture just, deemed as worthy. Yeah. And like then you also have like the aspect of the golden era of cinema. You had all these producers fucking their little hot little actresses because they could. So it's just it's That's wild, how they got the role or it was so wrong. Whatever. It was wrong it's, though. It's so wild, dude. It's horrible when you think about all that kind of shit that happened. And then of course, which is kind of strange, because then on the other flip of the coin, there were more female directors in silent movie era than there were male directors. Did you know that, dude? I didn't know that. I knew that there I were didn't. female editors. There I didn't know that there no, were no. directors. There was a ton of female directors during that time. And then after um, when they had the, um, the, ra- the, 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 the standards board, I guess, the standard movie standards came in, like a whole shit ton of them were canned. Because what they would try to show, they would try to show different things. Like there was like a certain level of sexuality in the movies that you couldn't have anymore. Like case in point, um, there's a tracking scene. Uh, this is so weird. We've gone again, once again, one of our you know patented tangents. There's a movie called um, I think it's called Wings, uh, Wings of Wings of Desire or Wings of Eagle or whatever. It was like one of the first movies to win Best Picture. There's a tracking scene in some bar in like France or something. And it's going through, and it's like on a, on a, it's a tracking scene, a tracking camera where it goes in between all these tables. Great, beautiful scene. But one of the couples that it goes in between is a, is a, is two females holding hands. But one of the females is cross-dressing. And this is like straight up 1927. Hmm. So it's a kind of a crazy, I'll send, I'll send you guys the link. So you see, yeah, I'd love to see that, it's yeah. a great, scene and it's one of the first times they'd ever used a camera on a track so it's Sounds a great like one scene. of those one of those time frames when they were like using cutting edge technology and then somebody in a casting team somewhere made a dipshit move but yeah but no it's 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 wild but anyways but like there's a lot of i mean i mean mel gibson is going to become a lightning rod for a lot of different discussions because of who he is and what he's done good or bad and you know, you know, unfortunately, the movie didn't do that great. But it's a, it's a damn, it's a pretty good Christmas movie. You know, a movie that's like you wouldn't expect to be as good as it is, and you're just like, huh? Yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I would argue that this is pretty pretty close. Not necessarily better. I'm not, I'm not gonna say it's better, but it's pretty close to Die Hard, man. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, you you talking about on the scale of Christmas movies? Yeah. Oh wow! So you liked it that much, huh? It was pretty Ugh. good. I mean, Die Hard is—I don't know. Maybe Die Hard just kind of played out for me a little. I was bit. about to say, I think that I've I've overseen Die Hard, so I yeah. understand that. Maybe sentiment, that's why. You know, yeah. But I'm giving it extra points, and I'm deducting. I'm putting a handicap on on uh, on uh, Die Hard. I don't know. Also, too, this is like a true Christmas movie where Die Hard is like in that gray area it's christmas adjacent yeah exactly <laughs> where this is actually a christmas action movie yeah yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. for sure <laughs> exactly exactly like, when they, you actually see santa claus more than once you know 
as, as for like, I don't know, maybe, maybe we need to revisit this, but like Christmas action movies this is definitely up there. Yeah, for real. All right. So do you guys want to talk more about the movie or you think we're basically done? I did have uh, one other note I wanted All to right. mention. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, when when Santa goes to visit that little bastard at the end oh, of the movie, yes. that was great. <laughs> I really was hoping for some sort of violence, some physical violence. I wanted that kid to I really him get to slap the point. I, that's what I put down. I, 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 I kind of wish Santa would have at least slapped that kid. Um, I like that Santa drank the milk with the fentanyl in it, and, and he was like, like fentanyl, "Yeah, that would have done it." <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, Who knew the poison they were about to use. <laughs> but do you awesome. realize there's something that's amazing about that too at the end of the movie? But also to like to point out, sorry, not to get off track, but real quick, since you're bringing that up, Santa got shot directly in the head. Yes, survived it. Yes, he drank a he drank a, a, a glass full of fentanyl. No problem. No. Santa didn't bat an eye. Is one eye impenetrable. No. Oh, and. <laughs> He Mrs. Is, Claus got shot in the back. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> Santa doesn't die. He is immortal. Yes. Yeah. He 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 does scar. What yes. you do to his body, he does scar. But, but he don't he, die. He don't die. <laughs> <laughs> My Sorry, last continue. note that I've got on here. Um, I said a Christmas movie that totally skips Christmas. <laughs> exactly. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> like Christmas is literally like 20 minutes into the movie. Like, yeah, and they yeah. don't, and like it, and it amounts to him walking out a door and, and then walking in with a back. bunshot wound. Yeah, like that was it. Back to the house. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Exactly. There was uh, no reindeer. There was no special effects. There was no kids being bro, presents delivered. It was just cut to cut. This was happened. I will have to say that I think I loved Santa's uh, sleigh costume so much more than the any yeah. other Santa because it just looked like he was going out hunting. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like a dude with like a yeah look he did he looked like he was out like going on a hunt a deer hunt with his, yeah, with his, dude. With his son or something yeah like, yeah and he's like walk oh like oh no funny now that we talked about it like when he's walking out the door for christmas and mrs claus gives him a hug and steals his his uh canteen of whiskey yeah and he's like, it's like yeah. 14 below you like have hot cocoa he's like okay yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh no and what about every time someone eats a cookie they're all like oh this is good like, i know she makes <laughs> every one of them because they cookies. look yeah. those cookies all look like they're like store-bought they're right, all out perfect. of a package yeah they're all perfect <laughs> and everybody's like Reasonably surprised how fucking good these cookies are. Oh, wow. It's like, yeah, the Captain Jacob's like, hmm, hmm, this is good. Like, it's just like, yep. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude. God. I like that dynamic. The the Mrs. Claus and and Santa great, Claus dynamic was great. great. It's like a, the character was written well. Yep. And it's well. just like a real yeah. relationship. I like that it's not like the fake snowy white, you know, oh, ho, ho, ho. And like, oh, Mrs. Yeah. Claus, I'm a sweet old lady. Like, this yeah, is a no. woman. Who keeps Santa grounded? She's the anchor, and she also tells that motherfucker who's boss sometimes, like you know, like <laughs> exactly. I run this shit, yeah. dude. When she <laughs> brought him the 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 files of like the kids growing up, based on his toys, part? based on his toys, yeah, yeah. Like he brought the little girl uh, a toy fire engine, and she grew up to be a badass firefighter. Um, and yeah, like there's was a little chef. kid who wanted little cook set, and he became like a. A chef. Badass chef. Yeah. And she's like, she knows her husband. Like, she's going to keep him in check, get him right in the mindset, you know, rejuvenate his his uh, his perspective to put it where it needs to be. Man, 
talk about a great dynamic between a Mr. Uh, Mr. Mrs. Claus, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, whenever you see him in the movies, it's like 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 uh, Santa Claus has is no no end to his optimism. And here you see somebody who has been beaten down by the world and has no reason to be optimistic at right. this point in time. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great. great point. Yeah, that's a yeah. great. I didn't think about it that way. That's good. That's good yeah. stuff. You know, he has no reason to be optimistic, and she's like, "No, you do. You still make a difference." Here's the reason why, which is great because it's you know you don't want this movie to be so dark because it's pretty dark. It's kind pretty of a, dark. He's it's like kind of a dark the shit comedy. out of a punching bag when she brings yeah. these files to him. Fucking Walton Goggins is shooting everybody who gives him information. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's one of those things where it's kind of a dark, like funny scene. When you're doing that montage with Walton Goggins where he goes to the fucking... And this is, I wrote this down as like the directors apparently love Quentin Tarantino because it was a total Quentin Tarantino kind of vibe to that whole montage sure. he had. Sure. And he's doing like MMA and he literally snaps some dude's arm. He's like, oh, fuck, I broke it. Oh, I broke it. You know, like, just like, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? He just walks away. He didn't give a shit. <laughs> he didn't give a shit. He realized like, that intentionally. Also, too, I just want to point out that I think Walton Goggins is a gem as well. He's I think we, we we miss. He's Complete. like a he's an American gem. The have, dude's great. Have you ever seen Justified? I've never watched it. Yeah. Oh my god, him and Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, I know. Justified is fucking amazing. It's like Sherlock Holmes and fucking Moriarty, dude. It's amazing. The okay. the two two. It's I a like great Gog- I like Goggins. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he's, great. he's awesome in like Django Unchained. Like it's great. He's apparently he's he was involved in Invincible. Mm, oh, he's probably I think he's one of the friends. Oh, interesting. Goggins? Oh, oh no, the, the cartoon. No, the cartoon. Or the movie? cartoon. The, the the Amazon special that yeah, was he's a, badass from he's last like, year. He's like the like the, the chief. Oh, he's like the head of the government uh, government department. All right. Yeah, yeah, go, yeah, way yeah. to go, Goggins! Yeah, he's he's, he's he's all over the place. He's all over the place, man. He's, he's in amazing Marvel in the, and he's amazing shit. in all Danny McBride stuff too. Like everything he does, oh, with like, he's hilarious. Like Vice and uh, Vice Principals and and the Righteous Gemstones, oh, he God. is amazing. You know. All right, so so I'm gonna drop a little bit of a teaser. You know, on our next episode, I'm gonna talk about having watched that fucking movie. That that what was it called? The New Year's movie with Seth Rogen and fucking Danny McBride. The night, you want me to the night before? Yeah, <laughs> I watched it. And I made notes. <laughs> oh God! I'm ready to discuss on the next episode. <laughs> I don't know about wait, that. You, wait, wait, wait. You what watched episode? the night before? What are you talking about? Yeah, you told me that I should give it another shot and watch it. The night <laughs> before? No, no. The one. It's like the New Year's. Uh, the movie where the Armageddon happens. Oh, oh end of the world. this is this the is end. the end. This That's is the it. End. This is oh, the end. Yeah. Okay. I watched it. I got notes. We'll talk about it on the next episode. No, no. Let's just talk about it. Let's just talk about it. I've never seen it, but go right ahead, dude. Enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, really? You want want this bloodbath to happen now? You don't listen. Let me just be clear. You get get five minutes on this. Let me be clear about this, Derek. Make sure you come correct because you don't want this smoke. Okay? (laughs) Make sure you come correct. This gentleman, this is a Christmas episode. You need to be nice. Oh, I'm trying. God. I'm trying my artist, bro. Look, I think what we need to do, we need to have a discussion off the air because this is a Christmas episode. Let's go ahead and go to our top shelf Christmas movies. Let's do it. Right. Fine. Okay. Okay. Uh, for I'll start it off. So for my top shelf Christmas movie, I'm gonna go with um, you know, something that I, the movie that that I love a lot as a kid in during Christmas, which was um, honestly, it was a. Uh, 
the Santa Claus movie. I watched it a lot. <laughs> it's oh, it's cheese, dude. dude. It's All right, I've got to back up. That's fine. It's such a cheese. It is cheese movie. But it was the Santa a good Claus movie. is a great movie. It is a it's, great Christmas movie. I always like the beginning whenever they show like how Santa Claus became Santa Claus. You know, like it it's was great. Kind of yeah. a crazy. You just put on of, the suit. He accidentally <laughs> puts on the fucking suit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. No, not, not the Santa it. Claus, but the Santa Claus. No, 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 not the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus movie from like 1985. With oh, we were talking about the say. Oh. We were, I was talking about Santa Claus, Tim Allen. The no. Santa yeah. Claus movie from 84 is good, too. Yeah, but, dude. Yeah. With Dudley Moore and fucking John, is it John yeah. Liskow, I think. Yes. Oh, my yeah. God. But yeah, go right ahead, dude. Who's next? I was going to say the Santa Claus and then, oh, the Santa Claus. I've never seen this. I'm going to have to watch this. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, give it, a, give it a go, bro. It's cheese. It's like 80s cheese, 100%, bro. I was going to say the Santa Claus, but actually now I'm, I'm glad that uh, I thought you picked this. So I'm going to change mine because I had a better pick anyway. Um, Tokyo Godfathers. Y'all need to check this movie out. Y'all need to check this movie out. You're sleeping on a golden gem of a Christmas movie. Is it anime? Derek? It is. Yeah, I won't be watching that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's completely necessary. I don't regret it. I don't regret it at all. I, it is, it is an incredible it Christmas movie. If you haven't seen it, you do not know what character development and twisting what you believe that you hate into something you love. You need to watch that fucking movie. Tokyo Godfather. Thank you. Thank you. I like Derek's face. He's so smug right yeah, now. Don't, oh, no, don't. I got it out. I, I'm, I'm, I'm done. That's it. Tokyo <laughs> Godfathers is the movie. I, I, I said it. It's out in the ether. I, I will be know. honest with you. I want to sit and watch it. If I'll, you I'll, know I'll, what's listen. good for you, watch it. Listen, okay. I'll be honest with you too, Derek. I am not ever going to sit down and watch that. <laughs> Eric, if you want my pick to be worth your while, you probably ought to consider it. If you listen, we already discussed that your pick cannot be anime. We've already had this discussion. It's nine days left till Christmas, buddy. <laughs> oh, fuck. oh God! All right, Eric, what is your pick, dude? Um, uh, did you mean Eric? Because Derek just went. No, I thought Eric. You? Eric. Okay. Oh, I thought I you said, said Derek. Eric. My bad. My bad. No, I okay. said Eric. I apologize. Say God Derek. damn it, Eric! Okay. I, said I apologize. Eric. I apologize. <laughs> we also didn't give our ratings. Um, we need to go back to that in a little bit. What, Derek? You you deleted. You muted yourself. You muted yourself. We did not give yeah. our ratings. We need to go back to that in a little bit. We will. We will okay. do that. Don't worry, Derek. Yeah, you, you just go. sit back there and just relax. You don't have to be okay? such a fucking Nazi, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, my I think my top shelf for Christmas movies. I really like this movie. So a lot of people hate it, and I was looking stuff up about it. Like the world <laughs> hates the world hates this movie. What movie? I'm it's so called, intrigued. It's called The Family Stone. Okay, oh, and dude, I like that movie. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, you got a nice star-studded cast in there yeah. too. You got I love Craig T. Nelson in that movie. Dude. Yeah, Craig T. Nelson's in it. You got uh, Homegirl Diane um, Weist. Uh, you got. Uh, you got uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. You got Owen Wilson. Not Owen Wilson. Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson. Rachel McAdams is in it. Yeah. Like, Jessica Sarah Parker. Yeah. Uh, Dermot Mulroney. Dermot, yes. Dermot Mulroney. Yeah, he's the main Rachel character. McAdams. Like, just, Claire Danes. Yeah, dude. Diane Keaton. Yeah. Diane That's Keaton. right. Claire Danes. Diane Keaton. Not Diane Weist. I Diane, I like Diane Weist. Diane yeah, Weist. Sorry. Diane Keaton. My bad, guys. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a wonderful little family movie. It is. It is and, a good movie. Uh it's I don't know why it's so universally disliked, but I think I thought it was good. And it did I well. did too. It made almost yeah. five times its budget. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that it's rate like look at what's the IMD, what's the, the Rotten Tomatoes score? I don't think 53. it's fifty three. Yeah, that's not a good yeah, score. It's not a good score. No, and, and I it's, think it's higher than that. Yeah, and, and yeah. I watched I watched the movie in the theaters. I went to go see that movie in the theaters. Yeah, it's, it's funny. A, I remember that movie and my wife, who I went to go see the theaters with, Michelle's like, I don't think I've ever seen the movie. Like, I watched it with you. We literally <laughs> sat through the same movie. And that scene Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen the movie, but that scene where Craig T. Nelson is in bed with Diane Keaton. Oh God! It's so he, much! It's so he, much! And he touches her chest because she had breast cancer, and oh, they had to do a, a deep a, dude. Myste- uh, yeah, double mastectomy. Yeah. A double mastectomy. Oh, yeah, it's, it's rough, so dude. Deep. It's There's a so rough many scene. Very deep moments in that movie, but like also. <laughs> uh, surrounded by like really goofy funny moments too but yes. it's like just yes. super deep moments and great like there's a moment too with craig t nelson craig t nelson's great in that movie i there's love a- craig t nelson yeah. he's he's such a great yeah. character actor dude. there's a moment another spoiler in the movie where sarah Je- sarah jessica parker is talking about um his gay son who is adopting trying to adopt a child mm-hmm. uh, and she's kind of ridiculing them doing that and it's Craig T. Nelson just has this moment where he slams his hand on the table and just says enough. And it was like power through your guts. <laughs> like, when, when I was just like, yeah, it's like that's good, my dad. <laughs> what a good moment. I don't that think was. I know him. From... And they're all adults and they all freeze because they're like, yep. oh shit. Yep, yeah, it's I don't a great think I movie. know him from anything other oh, than God, Craig just T. Nelson? Coach TV God, show. Are you, are you serious? Fucking, oh my God. Derek, don't talk. Yeah, I don't know why you're on the show anymore. I'm never going to play I've seen a bunch of these movies, and I don't even remember him. Okay, he's Mr. Incredible. I don't know if you care about that. Well, yeah, yeah, he's on here. Of course, I saw you, that. Of course you know, you know that. Of you know that. <laughs> it's the very first one. It's like the he's also on uh, uh, Blades of Glory and Gold and Get yes. Hard and Poltergeist. And he's in all Poltergeist. Kinds of these movies, Poltergeist. Oh, yeah, he's Pol- the dad in Poltergeist. He's the yeah. dad in Poltergeist, dude, and Poltergeist too. I mean, he's amazing. He's amazing, dude. Private Benjamin. I forgot about that one. Oh, fuck me, dude. Don't talk about Private Benjamin. <laughs> anyway, anyway yes. Yeah, so that was, yeah, my, that's that was good, my pick. That's a good yeah. pick. That's a good pick. That's a solid pick, dude. Because not a lot of people think that. But yeah, that's a good pick. So let's go to ratings here, guys. Uh, ratings. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start it off. I'm going to give this one. I think I give, I'll give it a solid like 6.5. And that's nothing bad about it. It's a six point five, so it's, it's better like than average. Yeah, that's like a good, better than average. That's a good six five. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's got it's got its it's got its good things. It's got its bad things. I mean, I mean, but it, I mean, it's definitely better than you expect to watch it. Because I was honestly I was like, I well, the reason I picked it more than anything else was because I had never seen it. And I was like. Huh. Let's give it. If it's a shitty movie, we'll just fucking talk. We'll bash the movie to no end. And if it's pretty good, we'll be pleasantly surprised. So why not give it a fucking shot? So I'm gonna give it a solid six and a half. Go for it, Derek. A solid six and a half. Dead elves. Uh, well, they start at number seven, so uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> oh, that would be give them all numbers, but we don't nice. we don't reissue numbers. That would be inhumane. Nice pull, Derek. Yeah, Good well pull. played, well played, well played, Derek. <laughs> all right, so uh, do you guys want the breakdown? Or you just want the final rating? 
fucked. Whatever. Dude, you do you, bro. It's Christmas. You do you. (laughs) All right. So I gave it uh, a 3.3 out of 5 on like the quality or or impact of how well it was made. (laughs) I gave it a 3.9 out of 5 on how much I enjoyed it. And that brings it to a 7.2. I think that's a fair rating. I fucking hate math. All right. And okay, cool. That's good. That's a good rating, man. That's a good rating. Fuck you, Tomas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but a right. solid rating. Thanks, solid thanks rating. for all that. I will, yeah. Um, care. I'm going to give it a 6.8. Uh, it's, it's you know, I don't think it's, uh, like I said, I, I feel like it wasn't bad. It wasn't amazing, but it was a great, I, I was pleasantly surprised by it. And it's like a solid 6.8. Not like a, not like a, oh, this is a 6.8. Ugh. It was like, a, this is a 6.8, you know? Good yeah. flick. So between the three of us, it's a 6.84. 6.83, sorry. I so, hate yeah. math. Fuck off. <laughs> I use the fucking calculator, fucker. I don't have to add shit. Anyways, all right. So, all right. Well, and that was our Christmas episode was it for the day. a jab to like, uh, your, your like high school mathematics teacher? Like, yeah, ah, I got to use a calculator. Fuck let, off. Let me pull my TI-82 out. All right. So what I'm going to do is, uh, guys, this will be up before Christmas. I uh, hope you definitely enjoy the flick. Um Everybody, we appreciate everything, and I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all your families. If you celebrate Christmas, Happy Hanukkah if you celebrate Hanukkah. I know it's probably already passed, but we just want to go ahead and let it say. And for these holidays, just spend time with your family, guys, and enjoy every minute of it. All Be right? safe. No love, no quote. love everyone. Love, love, oh, love. Best quote in the movie. I'm here for your head, fat man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best quote in the movie. Oh, gosh. Good night, folks. Good night, folks. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Peace out.